0: Well, Razorback fans, you can't expect to go undefeated unless you win the first game. And that's what Razorback basketball did last night. So let's recap it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in the Locked On Razorbacks Your Backs podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody else is having a wonderful Tuesday. I know I am, and I'm not try trying to uh, make it have a weird transition or anything, but uh, it's uh, it's amazing just how much there's going on to try to keep up with everything and how much fun it is to have Razorback basketball season upon us and, and officially underway, officially starting up. And we'll talk some football and some updates from Sam Pittman and a question that I know some of you have asked me about, and I would like to give my opinion on the matter too. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into that uh, here after a while and here just a little bit. But I, uh, I wanted to start with Razorback basketball, taking care of business in game one. Against Alcorn State, which I don't think is surprising to anybody, as far as the way that they needed to take care of business and the way that they needed to win, because Arkansas did exactly what they were supposed to do. They won ninety-three to fifty-nine in this game. Uh, it was Arkansas had a twenty-four point lead at halftime. Never really was in doubt. Never was really close. And Arkansas takes care of business and gets off to a nice start. Uh, the Razorbacks shot fifty-two percent from the field. Overall, which is a great percentage, 40% from three-point land, going 12 of 30. So, you know, I know that this, it's got a long way to go this season, but if you're telling me that this is uh, where it's going to be at, is a 40% three-point shooting team day, night in, night out, uh, I'm going to take that all day long. But Arkansas did a pretty good job of shooting the three. And uh, free throws, eh, needs to improve on that one. Uh, 68% for Arkansas. Uh, did go 25 of 37. Uh, in this particular one, but uh, had some guys perform. It was really just a few guys that were really doing the missing. And that was uh, Denije Harris, Bay Fall, missed four. Harris Smith, missed, missed three. Uh, you had also uh, L. Ellis go one of two. Uh, Caleb Battle went eight of nine. So he did a good job. And then Jalen Graham went 0 of two. So yeah, just uh, got to work on the free throw shooting there. And we'll get to more specifics for the players too. So uh, 15 turnovers compared to 16 turnovers for Alcorn State. Still got to shore that up a bit. Arkansas did a great job rebounding in this game. 44 to 26. Arkansas out-rebounded Alcorn State and had 14 offensive rebounds, which is incredible. Uh, but only eight second chance points. So that's a little bit frustrating considering how many second chances you had at it. Uh, the bench really performed well with 49 points for Arkansas. They also had four blocks, 10 steals, and 20 assists. So that's a really good thing that you like to see for Arkansas. 20 assists to 15 turnovers is still a really great ratio. You know, Anything above one is always going to be great. So good good team performance overall. And the scores that led the way is Caleb Battle. I mean, you can see exactly why he's such an offensive threat and why he was able to score so much when he was at Temple. He finishes the game with 21 points, goes five of nine from the field, uh, three of six from three-point land, went eight of nine from free-throw land. Also had three rebounds, two assists, and uh, three turnovers. But still an overall really good job out of him. And uh, getting the offense going to. Tremont Mark has a very efficient game, which I think is just what we're going to come to find out about him. 16 points for him, goes six of eight from the field, four of six from three. He had four threes in this game. So uh, he was really feeling it and uh, also brought in three assists with only one turnover. And Trevin Brazil was the only other player that was able to get into double digits. But again, one, uh, in a very efficient game, he had 13 points on four of five from the field, one of two from three point land, and six rebounds. So good games out of those guys. uh, Overall, Devo Davis went five and five and five. He had five points, five rebounds, five assists, and no turnovers. So that's a a great game out of him. I think he only ended up playing 24 minutes, something like that. So just a a solid performance from Devo. You know, again, efficiency is where it's at. And honestly, like, as much as, like, that was really impressive. Like, those were really impressive performances out of all those guys and you know, going to give the kudos and the tip the hat to him and everything. But to me, the the guy that I was really impressed with was Jalen Graham. Because we know Jalen Graham's been battling with injury so far this year, or at least leading into this game. He didn't play in the exhibition game against Purdue. Um, we know that uh, it was back issues that he was having to deal with. And I, if I wasn't mistaken, it sounded like after the Purdue game, must really made it sound like Jalen Graham, you know, it could be – somewhat serious, don't really know how long he's going to be out, but it could be in an extended period of time. Well, I got to see him in practice a little bit, and then we got to see him kind of warming up before the game. Full dress, was like, okay, well, maybe he's okay. Maybe he'll have a a little bit of a, of a play here. You know, maybe there'll be something like that. And lo and behold, uh, he gets into the game and not only gets eight points on four of six from the field, but gets eight rebounds, eight rebounds, no turnovers, no fouls, played 14 minutes, gets eight points and eight rebounds. That's what I would love to see so much from Jalen Graham. Like that is the Jalen Graham type of game that I want to see him have. Like I'll take if he goes for 20 points and everything. But when you're talking about a guy who's been dealing with a back injury and coming in and scoring eight points, four of six from the field and a guy who's supposed to be extremely good offensively with his game, which he is, that's all well and good. But the one thing that Muss and Graham both have been talking about what they have to work on, what they have to get him to do and continue to do and continue to improve on has been rebounding. They have been hammering that point home for, from the get-go. Ever since you had Jalen Graham coming back for another year, it has been about rebounding, 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 getting rebounding where it needs to be. And so to see him lead the team with eight rebounds and 14 minutes of play, is a great sign that he not only came back and wanted to improve his game, but he has been taking that coaching and he's been focusing in on that completely. So I was really happy to see Jalen Graham get in and really happy to see him, uh, you know, maybe even make a a reason for him to be playing at the center position. Makai Mitchell has been dealing with injury for a bit too. He only played four minutes in this game. So you could be seeing something to where if Jalen Graham is able to give you a consistent effort like that, could, could we maybe see him being at the five in the starting rotation? Could your starting five maybe end up being where you have L. Ellis, Tremont Mark, Devo Davis, Trevin Brazil, and Jalen Graham? I don't think it's the most absurd thing I've seen and the most absurd thing I've heard of, but uh, I would love to see that. But a lot of players got a lot of running in, a lot of run time, uh, plenty of players. Every, I think everybody on the team played, even Kate Arbacast and uh, Lawson Blake. So they got in. Jeremiah Davenport didn't have a great game shooting. He went one of six from the field and one of six from three. Like, all six of his shots were from three. Uh, did have three rebounds and three assists, though. No turnovers, so that was good. Uh, had a great pass and dunk over there to try Brazil, which was so good to see Brazil back. He had three dunks within, like, five minutes of the game. So you, you could just see that he's just a next-level player. And uh, you see why. But uh, you had Devo lead the way with five assists. El Ellis also had four assists out of him. And honestly, Ellis and Battle were the ones that had the most turnovers at three apiece. But still, I uh, had a twenty assist to fifteen. Is is always going to be something I'll take all day long, all day long. Now in this game, it uh, did get a little chippy, and did have Trevin Brazil get ejected from the game for leaving the bench area, going out onto the court because it was uh, getting a little heated out there, and Battle. Cave foul got fouled pretty hard by Willie Anderson, I believe is his name. And they got a flagrant one foul. But when the deal was going on, and obviously you want to go up and protect your guy, is when uh Trevin Brazil left the bench area, kind of, you know, make sure he's all good. And then he ended up uh getting ejected for that matter. Muss also got a technical, so he's in he's in good form. I think st- we talked about this on my live stream for basketball. It's like, what is uh what is the over under set for the amount of ejections this year, I think I put it at two and a half, and everyone's like, "Oh man, that's that's way too high." I was like, "Well, you're already at one, so uh, two more in this year, and we'll have hit the over." But it's great to see because Caleb Faddle was the one that got fouled hard, and then he got fouled like pretty quickly after the game, and the fans were getting into it. But you can just tell Caleb Faddle, and being where he's from, and being in the areas in the northeast he's from, he's he, he's got some he's got some scrappiness to him. He ain't gonna back down from anybody. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely getting some chippiness out there. But when you're a good team like that, when you're wanting to impose your will and you're wanting to have a little personality to go along with it, that's the, that's the way you're going to see uh, this game go many, many different times. So uh, good to see, though. Good to see. Uh, took care of business. And also something I thought that must said, was, which was really fascinating to me, was him talking about how his team's as healthy as they've ever been. Like which is saying, or, or as healthy as this team has been with these group of guys which is great because uh, we know Brazil's coming off that injury. We know Graham's been battling with his stuff. Mekhi Mitchell's been battling his stuff. But for them to be as healthy as they are now, uh, that's a good sign. So, yeah, get get continue to get better, continue to improve. And, again, you did what you were expe- exactly what you were supposed to do, and kudos to you. We're going to ask a question about Kenny Guyton, the offensive coordinator for Arkansas right now, and should he be the permanent head, cor- uh, uh, head uh, coordinator for Arkansas on the offense here in just saying, but first, i got to tell you though, folks, you got to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the team action right now, and the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of options, including spreads, player props, over unders. And so much more. So visit fanduel.com/slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, This was a question I got asked by a few of you who were following me on social media, but also from my radio show and dealing with Kenny Guyton. Because I played the video yesterday, the excitement surrounding Kenny Guyton and how everyone just felt so good for him and for his uh, ability to put together that game plan. It was just, uh, again, it was an awesome moment for anybody that was involved in But anybody that was there. It was just an awesome moment. And so Sam Pittman met with the media yesterday. And we'll, we'll get to also some injury updates, some important things that he talked about, too. But one of the deals that he was asked about was, is Kenny Guyton a candidate for the full-time job as the offensive coordinator at Arkansas? And Sam Pittman responded with, absolutely. I don't know how he could have done a better job than what he did on Saturday. So this is, a, this is an interesting thing to me because you can take this a lot of different ways. You you can take it in a lot of different directions, just kind of depending. But I look at it as the way that Kenny Guyton was able to call the game and see the players reacting to him, you want to give him all the love and all the credit for that. But you also don't want to take it at one game. And I think that Sam Pittman understands that. It's like you just can't take it at one game. Now, if you continue to see the offense get better in the final three games of the year and still – put up some numbers, put up some yards, put up some points, and the team loves him and the team you know, goes around him and loves what he's doing, then okay. Then let, let's see what – let's do it. Let, let's do what it takes to, to keep him around and to give him that job. But it's at the same time, it's such a difficult situation. Because say if the best-case scenario goes is that Arkansas wins out and their offense is looking really good and they go 6-6 six and six, and they go to a bowl game, say if they win that, 7-6. and six the best year, but still could have been a lot worse and solid year overall. You made it to a bowl game, you're salvaging the season. Then you have a lot of questions about, okay, so who's going to be your quarterback next year? Because KJ is in a position to where he could go pro, but I don't know if that would be something he'd actually get drafted in right now. And he technically could transfer, but you don't think that he would want to do that either. But you also know that you would, more than likely want to keep K.J. Jefferson. So would Kenny Guyton be the guy that you would want to keep in order to keep K.J. Jefferson? Or if Kenny Guyton left and you tried to bring somebody else in, would K.J. Jefferson then leave? Or would you even want to approach it that way? You know, do you want to keep an offensive coordinator that you may not be too sure about, but the positive is, is that you end up keeping your quarterback, your QB one that you care so much about? Like, these are the balancing acts that's going to have to go along with it. And especially if you're Sam Pittman, because, you know, you know that next year is going to be the year, the year you have to go forward, the, the year you have to take steps. And if you don't, you're going to lose your job. So knowing that it's the crucial year that you're going to be in, can you really afford to just say, well, I'm going to Guyton, even though he's done a good job, I'm going to move on, go to some other offensive coordinator for maybe a year, risk losing my quarterback, risk losing some other players too. And maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, but I just don't think that that's going to be the right option or the option that anybody wants to find themselves in. So it's quite a particular situation. I don't want Sam Pittman deciding if Kenny Guyton's going to be the offensive coordinator right now. He needs to decide after the season is over. I think we are all on board with that. We all understand that. We all agree. We should at least all agree that that's the right move. But you also give him 100% chance at getting it where if he continues to have great game plans and get Arkansas's offense back on track because here's another thing too folks like I'm not saying that Arkansas's offense is fixed still got problems still got issues but if that was the worst we're going to see this offense was against Florida the rest of the season where they can get better and they can go up against maybe some teams that give them that confidence in playing at home too you know playing in the home environments like I don't see why you don't 100% not only give him the job, but be excited about him having the job. Because he was able to, you know, polish this turd up and make it into a really great thing. So I I think you have to almost give him the job and be excited about it. I would be like if Arkansas finished 4-0 that regular season, and their offense got up to the point where they were averaging 35 to 40 points a game and being effective, I'd 100% be down, 100% be down. Continuity is important, especially in recruiting, especially in transfers and everything. So I don't want Sam Pippen to make his decision right now. I don't want that. But I do understand the complexity that it is and that it can be and that it might end up being. So let's just hope that it all works out. We don't have to worry about it and Arkansas ends up going six and six. Right? Like We all wanted them to and we all expected them to. I know I'm going to be at the Auburn game this weekend and maybe you are too, but maybe you're also uh, a little nervous because you don't have tickets. Well, luckily, Game Time is going to be able to help you out with that. The Game Time app is the best place to get all of your tickets for any event, whether it's a sporting event, a concert, a show, whatever it is, comedy even, you can get it all with the Game Time app. Because with this game kind of be coming up, you know, some of you may have tickets or maybe some of you want tickets. It's not saying it's going to be seventy six thousand people packed in there, but maybe you want a little bit of a nicer seat, or maybe you're looking for something in the sec club you know they're they're going to have those available for you and they're always going to make sure that they give you the best price and with no hidden fees so whatever price you see on the app is the price you're going to get and what's also a really cool thing is you get to view it where your seat would be and what it looks like so game time app is the only place to go with when it comes to all of those all the tickets all the tickets that you need that's the place that you need to go and do it with game time so take the guesswork out of buying tickets online Get in with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnCollege. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, a little injury report update uh, for Arkansas and some of the players, which I, I really hate to be the one that, you know, that talks about this with tight end Ty Washington. Because so I really like Ty Washington. I know everybody liked Ty Washington. Such a good player for Arkansas and was always – Again, I called him the, the series opener because it seems like every game he always did his best when he was like opening up the series and had some big plays just like he did against Florida. But uh, unfortunately, he is going to involve have to have surgery done, is what uh, Sam Pittman said. And that's really sucky because you already had Luke Haz being out for the season-ending injury and how good he was, and then Ty Washington was able to do some stuff, and now he's out. So hate to see that. But uh, Sam Pittman says they're going to move Hunter Tally up. And uh, it also gives some opportunities to Shamar Easter. People forget about him, but, yeah, Shamar Easter. But uh, Hunter Talley says that – or he says that Hunter Talley knows the offense better than the other guys do, so we'll see. We will see on that. Uh, Andrew Armstrong was also the one that got hurt against Florida where – it's a scary thing where he got, he got pass interferenced uh, or interfered with on the, on the catch, and it looked like he was going to have a catch for a touchdown, but then the back of his head hit the turf, and it looked like he was knocked out – unconscious and it just gave me awful vibes of the the tua injury from uh i guess was it last year the year before where you know he had his fingers that went did all that it was just a scary moment but it looks like he's going to be okay um sam Pittman said that we'll know a little bit more at the practice and said that the whether is going to be cleared from his headache which he does have a headache but they said that they uh think that they think he's going to be fine which is great news great news because again that was a pretty scary thing uh, Patrick Kutis is the other one who, uh, started as, started each game and eight at him being at right tackle. He has a high ankle sprain, but it doesn't look like he might be available against Auburn. Uh, so that's going to be big. I know the offensive line has had their issues already, but, uh, you can't afford to lose any more depth at that, but it looks like, uh, you know, Tankius Crawford, maybe will step into that position. Uh, they have some other guys too. And, uh, Anthony Booker was the other one who got injured, but Sam Pittman also says he's going to be fine. So that's good. I mean, the only one that's really unfortunate is the one with Andrew Armstrong, or not Andrew Armstrong, uh, Ty Washington. So I hate to see that. I think everybody hates to see that. But hopefully ends up being okay, and hopefully ends up being a full recovery. But uh, it could have been a lot worse, but we know at this time of year, you're going to need all the players you can get. Just uh, we'll see how the tight end position is impacted where two of the the better skill position guys that you had in that position just out for the year. So very, very unfortunate for that.